I have a lot of issues with the idea of living in Hotel Knoxville. But I just can't shake the idea that no matter how many murals they paint on the outside, you're living in a weird hotel. So the end of the year is approaching and 2023 is exciting for a lot of reasons. If you head over to knoxnews.com, you can check out a story that I recently wrote about, I think it's nine uh, properties around Knoxville, downtown and the surrounding areas that are ripe for redevelopment. And a lot of those, when you look at them, the the most obvious uh, use for those would be some sort of mixed use, some residential built into it. Um, Obviously, Knoxville's housing market is crazy right now. The occupancy rate is like at an all-time high, and there are a lot of opportunities for new apartments to come into the downtown area, including some that we've already reported about, some big ones, um, including a redevelopment of Hotel Knoxville, which has been something that's been on everybody's radar for years now, as well as a brand new build next to Marble Alley Lofts and a whole lot more. So we're going to talk today on the Scruffy Stuff podcast about some of these recently announced housing projects. And really which one of these we would most like to live in because each one has very unique characteristics to them. Some of them are going to be redeveloping old buildings. Some are going to be new buildings built in, uh, well, at least one of the situations is going to be in the wilderness and the urban wilderness of South Knoxville. Some unique characteristics to these and I'm excited. I don't plan on moving, but it's, it's nice to fantasize about, you know, being able to live in some of these cool new hit places that are in the works. So that is the topic of the show today. I am your co-host for the show today, Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News. And I'm Brenna McDermott, Growth and Development Editor at Knox News. And this is the Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville, brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content, And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. So the most recent uh, apartment project that I've written about is actually one that's been in the works for, I guess, over 13 years, which is crazy that it's taken this long um, to finally get to this point. But there's been a lot of factors that have uh, kept developer Buzz Goss from uh, finally moving forward with this project. And you've heard that name Buzz Goss before. I wouldn't be surprised. He's been involved in a lot of downtown housing projects. And um, perhaps one of the most transformative projects has that he's been a part of is developing Marble Alley Lofts. Um, there's been a few different phases of downtown apartment living over the years. I think it started out with a lot more. Um, I guess you can look back to Sturkey Building, right, which he was an architect on as well and worked with Lee Birch to get that open. That was a you know an old building that found a new use. Um, you saw a lot of those in the downtown area. Um, but then Marble Alley Lofts comes along, and it's a brand new build, something more modern looking in the downtown area, something that really gave the city a new look. And being on the edge of downtown, it kind of became part of the skyline, even though it's not that tall of a building. We also don't have that tall of a skyline. So it's a very prominent building in downtown Knoxville. And now, right next door, there are plans for another apartment development, also by Buzz Goss, that's going to be called Vintage Cal, a reference to Cal Johnson. And Cal has 
multiple apartments that are going to be named after him, right? Yeah, there's uh we can talk about this one too because, you know, I mentioned there's all these unique characteristics. Each one of these apartment projects has something different about it. And the other one that you're talking about is Caldonia Pass, which is going to be in the 200 block of Gay Street, and that one is huge. I mean, it's going to have uh, more than 50 units, but it's going to be across two buildings with sort of a pedestrian plaza in between them, almost like a market square. So, yeah, Cal Johnson, Knoxville icon, uh, a worthy namesake for buildings i would say but getting a lot of love lately with these apartment buildings yeah i think vintage cal the pros to me are it's a great location you're right in the heart of downtown but you're not living above a bar or on the heart of gay street where there's a lot of evening time noise so i think location is key for this one yeah i'd agree and i think um what's the word that we use in that headline that that i use that that buzz actually used that a respite is that is is that the word yeah i Uh, don't know if i buy the whole respite thing but certainly quieter than gay street well quieter than gay street but those i mean you talk about amenities at some of these buildings those sky courts are kind of cool right get views of the mountains get views of downtown maybe some cocktail pools i i don't know i mean that's you know i i think downtown needs a few more like little getaways to escape the uh to escape the urban noise and escape the you know the the party people i'm so glad you brought up sky courts because i cannot help but roll my eyes at the quote sky courts which i'm guessing are just like balconies or rooftops they're like it's like a it's like a a raised patio but a big one like it like kind of like you know it's like into the building it's like a big open area where there'd be tables and perhaps Mm. a pool and it's like it's, it's different than being on the ground level, I guess, is why he uses the word respite, because you're kind of up above. You kind of have your own little gotcha. area. This makes me think of Sky Mall. Did Sky you ever Mall. <laughs> read the Sky Mall magazine? I did magazine? not read the Sky Mall, no. But <laughs> anyway, I think it's a little bit goofy of a name, but I like the idea of having outdoor spaces that um, make you feel like you're somewhere other than in a city. Right. I mean, if you look at Marble Alley Lofts, too, they have the pool that's sort of enclosed, sort of surrounded by the buildings, which does a good job of that you feel separate um from downtown when you're at that pool area at marble alley lofts but um you don't get to see the downtown and so you know the sky courts could be a cool option to be able to get those mountain views on one side and get those downtown views on the other side and with any of these projects you know i always get excited when i see that there are mixed use because there's opportunity in this uh development uh vintage cal to have some office space um some sort of uh I don't know what the word is. I guess flexible office space where, um, you know, startups or creative people can come in and, um, you know, utilize some ground floor areas and also opportunities for a possible coffee shop and crepe shop. Um, That sounds cool. Um, But you mentioned it is kind of away from everything downtown as far as the restaurant and dining scene and and bar scene goes. So I wonder, you know, how that will impact, you know, sort of how people flow through downtown of that street's going to start becoming, you know, part of a... uh, part of the dining scene or that's going to be sort of like a, an island by itself. I think for people in my demographic, it being a little bit of an island from commercial use is a benefit because you are within walking distance to everything, but you still have a little bit of separation from the hustle and bustle. Right. I mean, you would have Ollie B right around the corner too, which is, you kind of feel like that when I go to Ollie B early in the morning because you have to get there early because it's such a popular spot you do feel a little separate from the rest of downtown Mm -hmm. which which is nice so six stories i guess seven stories too if you count the underground parking another thing that's becoming very important in downtown um related 
kind of not related, but um, you know, you have this uh, multi-use stadium coming into downtown, and I wrote a story after visiting Durham, North Carolina, about how there's not parking planned for this uh, old city Magnolia Warehouse District Stadium and how that could be a problem. Yes, there's plenty of parking around downtown, but there's also plenty of cars that need to park. And so um, as the city grows, I think being able to do underground parking is uh, great. It's a great amenity for residents because uh, downtown parking could be hard to come by. And you don't want to have to lug your groceries down, you know, three blocks and make three trips to just get your food into the house. So that's that's nice. And just competing for parking spots, too, is a lot easier in private parking. I don't you know, it could be assigned parking or just if you live here, you can park wherever you want. But that's a lot better than trying to navigate State Street parking garage and deal with tourists. We'll see how quickly this project can be developed and, and, and open. I think Buzz said that uh, late 2024 to mid-2025 is what they're shooting for. Um, you know, I mentioned it taken almost 14 years at this point. There was uh, you know, some debate, some, some criticism by county commissioners. This is county-owned land uh, next to Marble Alley Lofts, and it was also county-owned land that Marble Alley Lofts was built on. Um, and so Buzz has been working with the county commission since, I guess, 2009 to eventually purchase this land. And he was asking for another extension, and it didn't seem like he was going to get it. So he's moving ahead with purchasing that lot for just $1.07 million, which uh, is a lot of money for me. But it's, um, a steal. it's a steal in the downtown market. Yeah, Buzz got a gr- heck of a deal. Kudos to him for locking it down. So that one is, what do I say, it's six stories, seven of you include the underground parking. Um, big for that part of town. Um, again, with a small skyline in Knoxville, it's going to be a, a prominent building once it's built. But perhaps there's no more prominent building, for better or for worse, uh, than Hotel Knoxville. What I refer to as a concrete monstrosity, an outdated concrete monstrosity. I had some criticisms of that. People were like, it, it won awards when it was built. Yeah, when it was built. Okay, when it was built, it won awards, but now seems a little outdated. But it seems like that's going to be getting a new use as well. Yeah, I have to be so careful, Ryan, because every time I talk about Hotel Knoxville, someone yells at me for calling it what I believe to be true one of the ugliest buildings in downtown Knoxville. And if you haven't heard our episode dedicated to the ugliest buildings in downtown Knoxville, it is a classic. I highly suggest you go back and listen to that. But I I have a lot of issues with the idea of living in Hotel Knoxville, so let's get into it. Well, let me hear him. What's what's number one? So, I have never been inside uh, Hotel Knoxville or formerly Hotel Knoxville. Have you ever been in there? I've been there once. Okay. So, you're probably a little more qualified to talk about what it would be like inside um, from a living perspective, but I just can't shake the idea that no matter how many murals they paint on the outside, it's still going to feel like you're living in a weird hotel. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still going to feel like a hotel regardless. I know they're planning on doing like a total interior renovation, but the way that that hotel is designed is you walk in and there's a lobby and the rooms are um, visible once you're in the lobby, so you can see every right. everybody's room around. They have like these interior it's like balconies. Like a big atrium yeah, in the middle. Yeah, essentially. And so, um, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to shake that feeling that you are in a hotel. But you know, people like living in all kinds of weird places. That's like sort of a thing now, right? Like finding like you know, nobody just wants a standard uh, cookie cutter built uh, apartment. Um, 
<laughs> like I live in, although I love my apartment. But you know, people the people like warehouses. People like you know these these old buildings finding new uses. This one is a hotel. I don't know. Not for me, but yeah, and not for me because, like you said, it's going to feel like you're staying in a hotel, which is something UT students are used to, anyways. That's true, and I do like that. All, right off the bat, they're saying this is housing for young professionals for students because I would imagine most of the units would be studios or one bedrooms. I mean, you're talking about trying to convert hotel rooms. So you're probably combining two hotel rooms to make enough room for a full kitchen and everything. So anyway, I just think uh, people who need more space, married couples, don't see a lot of those moving into Hotel Knoxville. But I also don't see a lot of UT students being blown away by this old hotel being an apartment. I would see, I, I, I envision it, and this was part of what they said too, not just UT students, although they did mention that UT has reached out about possibly leasing the entire building apparently for students. So they're going from housing students in a hotel off Paper Mill Drive to housing students in a older hotel that's been converted into apartments, whatever. Um, but young professionals was part of what they said they were trying to attract too uh, with this development. And I could see that a little bit more. I think the cool factor of it is not something that UT students necessarily would care about. Um, I know you didn't mm. think it was that cool of a factor that is an old <laughs> hotel, but it is going to be, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's going to be unlike any apartment complex in Knoxville. Yeah. And I um, wrote down great if you love TikTok. Really? Like great. if you. Like posting silly videos on TikTok of like, look at this crazy place I live. Hotel Knoxville is the place for you. See, I think people would find it. I think UT students would find it boring. Like in the sense that you just walk in and you feel like you're in a hotel. I think people that, you know, young professionals, maybe people that travel to hotels, you know, travel for work and are staying in hotels Mm -hmm. might find it a little bit more cool. Um, Yeah, I worry about the UT demographic. Something that... Uh, another Knox News staffer brought up, which I thought was an interesting idea, was the whole atrium might create a party atmosphere. Like if they turn it into some kind of lounge and it's a gathering spot, that is kind of a cool factor. You can walk out of your door and look down and see like, oh, there's a bunch of people down there gaming or drinking or whatever it is. Yeah, I guess it just depends on how it's designed. I mean, when I looked at the renderings that were proposed, it didn't look like a party atmosphere. It looked Mm. like more of a hotel Knoxville 2.0 so we'll see what happens with it but I mean about time they find something to do with this building they had talked about a senior living facility that was scrapped Uh, I think this development they're talking about being at least 19 million dollars that they're putting into this hotel which actually sounds lower than I would think that definitely raised my eyebrow Ryan you're talking about a building that's been unoccupied for two years it's decades old it's also got there've got to be like structural challenges with a building like that you and know I like also, maintenance yeah and i also just imagine that with it being such a uniquely shaped building that like it's not going to be as simple as like fixing up a, a building that you know that um, whoever you're contracting with is fixed up a million times before these cookie cutter apartments right. like this is this is probably has very unique challenges between the shape between the date uh, of you know and also for how long it's been sitting empty so yeah i i worry about that 19 million dollar figure however who owns it? It's, a billionaire. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I think they can make it work if, if they if this seems like it's going to be a viable money making uh, uh, apartment yeah. complex in and the long I, run. Earlier, I kind of made fun of you know they're talking about how we're going to put murals on the outside and 
oh, I said that's not really going to cover it up. But I will say, clearly they've been listening to the scruffy stuff because we are very pro-mural on this show and have said many times, hey, you got an old nasty building that needs a facelift and you don't have any money? Slap a mural on that baby. One good thing about it, though, is location. If you you are similar to how um, you talked about the coffee shop and crepe shop being a part of downtown but a little distant gives you some privacy, that's nice. Um, I believe there's river views as well, um, and also plenty of parking. I mean, it's a hotel, so they've had to accommodate and have enough spaces for all their hotel guests. So that's you know, those are some major pluses right there. However, I think you have to have a car, and I think probably most people do. But I'm thinking of like UT students. Are there other more convenient places to live where it, you can share a car with someone, or you don't have to have one? Yeah, I mean, you can walk downtown from there but then to walk through downtown to campus that's a hike is that what you're saying yeah yeah also easy access to james white parkway into the interstate that's That's nice too we'll see what happens and we will be following this one because uh we we're not we don't have a timeline yet we don't have much more beyond what was presented to the downtown knoxville alliance they were seeking a uh, grant to help them out with some of the costs and uh, downtown Knoxville Alliance says we still have a lot more questions come back um, in a few weeks. So we'll see. We'll be at that meeting. We'll see what comes out of that. And we'll keep you posted about that apartment complex. But definitely, if Vintage Cal is all about location, I would say that this one is all about the unique factor, for the cool sure. factor, um, which is up for interpretation. <laughs> and you know, you either think it's cool or you don't. But I think there's people out there that will think that it is. But heading over to my neck of the woods, South Knoxville, literally my neck of the woods, because this is a development that's going to be built in the wilderness, in the urban wilderness of South Knoxville. It's called Honeysuckle, and it's where uh, urban living meets uh, nature, I suppose you could say. It's um, going to be multi-story, two multi-story buildings, uh, kind of behind, uh, I guess it's right off James White Parkway, if you get off the Severe Avenue exit and take a left, um, kind of where the on-ramp of James White Parkway is, sort of behind River's Edge Apartments, but not really. It's hard to describe. You can uh, head on over to knoxnews.com and read our story. We, we have a map on there that can help you get acclimated to where exactly we're talking about. But And these are condos, right, Ryan? These are condos. But, um, uh, again, I, you know, I think it's worth mentioning just because all of these projects we're, we're talking about have very unique characteristics to them. Hotel Knoxville, unique. Out in the woods of South Knoxville, uh, with, you know, uh, what I've been told is that the trees that are surrounding this apartment complex in the winter, you'll be able to see the, the, the river, um, through the trees when the, the trees are dead, but in the summer and spring, when everything's full bloom, you're really just going to be surrounded by nature. It's going to be housing among the trees. And that to me sounds pretty cool. This is definitely the crunchiest development we've had the in crunchiest? the downtown Knoxville core. What does that mean? You know, like crunchy, like hippies. If you're familiar with the Overlook, it's going to be similar in some ways. One of the cool things about this, um, and this is an apartment that's, or a condo, I should say, condo development that is not going to be probably your UT students. For one, it's a condo, which means you're going to have to purchase them, which I don't see UT students doing. But I imagine this more of a um, family settling down, uh, maybe after the kids leave home. Uh, and they want to downsize or maybe find a new uh, a new hip development outside of the suburbs they've lived in their entire life because um, 
it's a community it sounds like there are these elevators that will take you up to individual not individual balconies but balconies shared by the entire floor and that balcony is then divided into front porches it's hard to visualize again head on over to knox news to see the renderings but um, essentially you can wave to your neighbor down the balcony from your own front porch which sounds kind of cool too does it it sounds better than having uh you know interior balconies overlooking an atrium <laughs> and it's feeling like you're in a hotel i mean i think that's cooler i mean you're gonna have a front porch you're gonna have these big windows you can open up i mean you can really if you're into all that that connecting with nature stuff that crunchy stuff. that crunchy stuff um this could be the apartment or the condo for you i think what's so cool about this idea is as you said it's distinct it serves a, a specific audience you know the more we see developments like this and less cookie cutter i think the more interesting living in knoxville becomes and those are that's a really key thing the city needs in order to retain young professionals which is a huge problem right now Uh, we can't retain our young workforce i think projects like this help because you find a place to live that feels like home rather than just you know a two-bedroom apartment with white walls in a big building with hundreds of others right and uh you know the city is investing a lot in this part of town too i mean you're going to have the severe avenue streetscape happening pretty soon you already have the investments going into the urban wilderness gateway park you have uh this private development but baker creek bottoms right around the corner um, which is going to have some restaurants and some different businesses there you got the uh baker creek preserve bike trail too so if you're into the outdoors i mean this is definitely an area or a uh, development that i would consider also comes with parking which is nice um and it's all it's pretty vertical too i mean that was a big thing that the developers talked about was wanting to minimize their impact on the land to really make it feel like you are part of wilderness and not intruding on it i guess but um yeah i think they went out of their way to say we're preserving the trees and in the summer and spring months when the leaves are on the trees you're going to experience this sort of hidden away factor which i think is cool yeah and Honestly, this looks like, I don't know, they will allow Airbnbs, but like if I saw this on Airbnb, like, you know, it'd be hard for me to say this is somewhere I'd want to live long term, um, which is a problem, I guess, since it's a condo and you'd be purchasing it. But if I saw this like on an Airbnb, like this is exactly, you know, talking about my demographic, like that would be somewhere that I definitely would want to spend a weekend. Um, It just seems really cool. And so if you want it for more than a week, if you want it for a lifetime, uh, Honeysuckle is coming soon. So Ryan... We have a choice to make here. Theoretical choice. You have to choose to live in one of these three developments. You've got Vintage Cal on State Street. You've got Hotel Knoxville, the monstrosity. Or Honeysuckle, the crunchy condos in the trees. Which one are you signing on the dotted line for? As much as I talked bad about it, I might go Hotel Knoxville. Whoa! I might go Hotel Knoxville. The vintage cow for me, it's just going to be, it's going to be a big deal for downtown Knoxville, but it's going to feel, I've, you know, looking at the renderings, it's just going to be another apartment complex downtown, nothing special uh, about it other than, you know, it's new and it's going to have some retail space and office space in there and some parking. Uh, and then the, the, the wooded uh, honeysuckle, um, that sounds cool too, but I just worry about um, how long and how. Uh, I know they're all about sustainability, sustainability, but how long I could sustain uh, life there. I mean, it sounds cool, like I said, for an Airbnb, uh, maybe for a rental home or for a, a you know a getaway or uh, even a you know uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for a vacation home. Um, 
But Hotel Knoxville, I don't know. I have been in there. I would have to see first how the layout of the rooms are. Like if I'm going to be, if, I'm, if it's really going to feel like I'm in a hotel um, with that, with those balconies that are shared, maybe they'll find a cool way to divide it up. We'll have to see whenever it's actually built, but I like the open space, I like the atrium. I like the idea of there being a, uh, you know, some murals on the side. And also, even though I call it one of the ugliest buildings, um, I don't know. I feel like I would just, you know, be able to tell people I live in that big building would just be kind of something I don't know, weird and fun and off the wall, which is uh, something I feel like, you know, I probably wouldn't live there forever, but something to look back on. Like remember that time that we lived in that hotel Knoxville? It just sounds like that would be a cool experience for however long I'd stay there. I think that's a choice that fits your personality. Well, good choice. Okay. I'm going to go with vintage cow. Okay. I really like the idea of honeysuckle with one major exception. I don't want a shared front porch where people have to walk past my windows and are waving hi to me. That sounds horrible. If I wanted that, I would live in a you know a neighborhood with nosy neighbors. Right. Um, Hotel Knoxville is just a little bit too much of a caricature of an apartment complex for me. I'm going to go traditional proximity to downtown, but still a little bit of a respite, as Buzz Goss said. Vintage cow all the way. That was a fun podcast. I enjoyed talking about these uh, new projects and excited to see what becomes of them. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you are listening on to make sure you get a notification every time a new episode drops or just come back on Mondays. And if you would like to follow my work in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Knox Scruff. To join in on the downtown Knoxville conversation, join our private Facebook group. It's called Urban Knoxville. Just answer a couple of quick questions to get signed up and join our conversation. Yeah, and there will be a link to that in the podcast description as well as a link to the Urban Knoxville newsletter, which goes out every Friday, usually uh, built around a theme of what's happening in downtown news and also gives you a little bit of a preview sometimes of some of the events that are coming up over the weekend. So look for both of those links. And remember, the Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by Knox News. So head on over to knoxnews.com to see all of our stories we are writing about downtown Knoxville. Uh, about Knoxville in general and across East Tennessee and support local journalism by visiting knoxnews.com slash subscribe and take advantage of our latest offers. We'll see you again next week.